The views expressed on this program are solely those of the speaker and do not reflect the views and opinions of Centennial Securities. Be reminded that this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Happy Friday! Welcome to the Weekly Investment Podcast, where we discuss the week's must-know investment news and how it affects your money. I am your host, Walter. This week we discuss Apple and Amazon, July's CPI, and Buffett Watch. It's been another exciting week in the investment world, so let's crack right into the news. Apple and Amazon reported earnings, with very different outcomes for each company. What did last quarter's numbers reveal about two of the biggest companies in the S&P 500? Apple said it expected a decline in revenue in the upcoming quarter. Overall, Apple's earnings beat soft expectations on both profit and revenue, despite hardware sales for iPhones, iPads, and Macs slowing. The declines in Apple's hardware overshadowed strong performance in the company's profitable services division, which grew 8% and is expected to grow even faster going forward. Apple's stock is down about 4% for the week, but up 43% year-to-date. Amazon's earnings report showed the company posted its biggest earnings beat in almost three years and a return to double-digit revenue growth. Amazon's growth comes after expansion was in the single digits for the last year and a half. CEO Andy Jassy, who took over the helm from founder Jeff Bezos in July of 2021, attributed some of the growth to Amazon Web Services. Sales at AWS climbed 12% in the second quarter and accounted for 70% of Amazon's almost $8 billion in operating profit. Amazon said AI products from AWS are being used by numerous customers such as Royal Philips, 3M, Old Mutual, and HSBC. Advertising continues to be a booming business for Amazon, with quarterly revenue jumping 22% to almost $11 billion. Compare that to Google's ad revenue, which rose just 3%, and Facebook's, which rose 12%. Amazon stock is down 1.5% for the week, but up over 61% year-to-date. Prices in July increased more year-over-year compared to the previous month's annual gain, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Where are prices moving, and what are the implications for continued inflation? The Consumer Price Index, or CPI, rose 3.2% in July over the prior year, a slight acceleration from June's 3% annual increase. Prices were up 0.2% in July from the previous month, the same as June's month-over-month increase. The CPI numbers were in line with economists' forecasts, according to data from Bloomberg. On a core basis, which strips out the more volatile food and energy costs, prices in July climbed 0.2% over the prior month and 4.7% over the last year, again on par with June and in line with economists' expectations. Rent prices continue to rise, and the shelter index was the largest factor in the monthly increase in core inflation. Among the other prices that rose in July, 
or motor vehicle insurance, education and recreation costs, and food, whose cost increased by 4.9% in July over the last year and 0.2% from June to July. Other prices did move lower, such as airline fares, which fell 8%, used cars and trucks, which dropped 1.3%, and energy prices, which decreased 12.5% from the 12 months ending in July. U.S. stocks ticked higher following the release of this data, and according to the Chicago Mercantile Exchange's FedWatch tool, markets are now pricing in a 90% chance the Federal Reserve keeps rates unchanged at its next meeting, leaving just a 10% chance of a quarter-point increase. This week's inflation report was similar to pre-pandemic numbers and is a welcome return of normalcy. The Fed is probably feeling positive about their rate moves up to this point and can pause, as planned, in September. However, shelter costs remaining strong and an expected seasonal increase in energy prices consistent with the second half of the year will put pressure on the Fed to increase at least one more time before the year is over. Berkshire Hathaway reported its quarterly results, which showed that Warren Buffett's company is sitting on $147 billion worth of cash. Why is Buffett so flush with cash at the moment? Warren Buffett did not buy much stock over the last three months. As of March 31st, Berkshire's cash and short-term investments equaled about $130 billion, and three months later, that amount had jumped by almost $17 billion. Berkshire's latest regulatory filing also revealed that the company's net sales of stock totaled nearly $8 billion. Why is Buffett a net seller of stocks? Buffett is mindful of valuation, or the relative value, of the companies in the stock market, and likely sees the market as expensive right now, given the year's good run. Also, being a net seller means Buffett still bought some stock in the last three months. We won't know everything that he bought for some time, but he definitely bought about $1.5 billion worth of Berkshire Hathaway shares. What is Buffett doing with the cash? Berkshire likes parking its money in U.S. Treasury bonds, and its second quarter report showed that $97 billion were invested in T-bills, a quarter of which were in treasuries with maturities of three months or less. Clearly, Buffett isn't concerned about Fitch's recent downgrade of the U.S. credit rating. He recently told CNBC that, quote, there are some things people shouldn't worry about. This is one, end quote. The key takeaways here, Buffett's concern about valuation is warranted, and it is okay to be picky about the stocks you buy right now. Also, for cash on the sidelines, U.S. Treasuries make a good placeholder, while better opportunities wait to present themselves. To quote Warren Buffett, quote, no matter how great the talent or efforts, some things just take time. You can't produce a baby in one month by getting nine women pregnant, end quote. In other words, be patient, do your research, and seek out financial guidance when needed. Next week, the WIP interviews an expert on saving for education. With the start of the school season right around the corner, you won't want to miss this conversation. Join us next Friday for that and much, much more. Thank you for listening, and please have a nice weekend when you get there. Talk to you next week.